Hello and welcome to the Make Dope Shit podcast. It's a series of interviews about making stuff. It's really that simple. Ultimately, I'm just sitting down with a bunch of artists and talking about their craft and whatever they do. This episode is with Impact. Impact is a musical artist based out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And he is somebody who I've worked with over the years on a variety of different projects and someone whose work ethic and creative approach to how he tackles his art has always been kind of interesting to me and something that I feel like I've picked up a lot from. So it was great to sit down with him and kind of pick his brain a little bit and dig into his creative process. We sat down in his living room and talked about everything from his approach to making albums to how his mother's own art influenced his creative output and how he approaches expressing himself through his art. Yeah, I, I think that's it. So you can listen to Impact wherever you listen to music. Hit him up on Instagram at Impact Official or check out the description for any links to relevant information of his. So yeah, without further ado, my conversation with Impact. I guess to uh, to kick it off, like, what have you been up to? What are you working on? What's uh, what's going on with uh, with Impact? Yeah, man, I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot lately. Um, definitely been recording. Always, that's always going to be something I do. But now I've just been recording with other people, getting out there for real, trying to meet new people, and you know that's really a good way to influence your art too as well. I tend to notice that I do write better when I'm like around mm -hmm. people too. So. It's it's better that way. Um, got a couple music videos on the way. Um, oh yeah, for, with TV shows. Shout out TV shows. Uh, and then I got an album on the way too. So I just gotta finalize that, get that going, and uh, yep. Keep yeah. Going. yep. Um, so I want to uh, kind of get into some of here. Hold on, let me fuck with this real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make it less cat, uh, <laughs> cat destructive. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's one of the questions I had on my list was kind of about you collaborating with people. So no. you know, we'll, we'll just jump right into that since you mentioned it. Like what has, what, what's your process been like, you know, collaborating with folks? I, I mean, I don't know how much we can say, but I, I know you've got like kind of a collab album on the way. No. Um, I'll let you, you say as much or announce as much or as little as you want there. But yeah, uh, sure. like, what has that, that process kind of been like? And what's your, uh, what's your writing process look like when it's with somebody versus, um, you know, alone and on your own? Yeah, I'd say like I say it's better when I'm with somebody because I don't have to write ahead of time. Like I just kind of I'm able to like speed write it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't freestyle it for real, but like I'll be able to just write it in literally like less than ten minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's like um, in the moment. Exactly. Yeah, it's in the moment. Anytime I do a collab for real, it's in the moment. Unless I'm dealing with somebody that's I'm out of my range. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's just in the moment. A lot of times we make the beat right away. Um, it's even better because we got Jug making the beats mm -hmm. and shit. Shout so. out Jug. Shout out Jug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big shout out to Jug. Yeah. So the other day I was just with uh with a couple homies just recording and shit, and it's 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 way more intimate when it's like the home studio. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll still go to the, like the big production studios and shit all the time, but those, those home studio vibes, there's nothing like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, do you do you feel like it's? I mean, I. I feel like maybe you already answered this a little bit, but I'm assuming it's a, a better writing process for you when you're like physically there with the person instead of like collaborating with someone like across the country or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it used to be when I first started, like I would get a beat, I would write to it, and then structure a song that way. But now I'll just, I don't even need a beat sent to me ahead of time. I'll just go to the stool, just lay it down right there and then. And it just sounds more natural that way too. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Then so like when you're when you're in that moment, 
what are like where are those ideas coming from that you're kind of capturing and like recording in the moment man they come from everything like it, it come from everything like conversations that i'm having with the people that i'm with you know smoke sessions um even like the area you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we literally went to nashville just to record at an airbnb but we met up with two Liberia. it was dope got a little feature from him so it, it was productive that way but like just even though those out of town trips just to record somewhere else mm-hmm. just, just helps you tremendously with influence yeah. Um, yeah what do you what do you think it is about the new environment is it i mean yeah, I got, I'll, I'll just leave the question there. What do you think it is about being yeah. in a in a new space that kind of opens you up to different ideas? Yeah, I mean, it's just exposure to different things, uh, exposure to different people, and just getting out of your comfort zone in general. That's that's key to being able to continue your creativity. If you're just locked in one space your whole entire life doing the same thing, mm-hmm. it's going to sound the same. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Do you feel like uh, there's any sort of like benefit to some of that that solo work? And like what, I guess what role does, does that play in kind of some of your creative development? Oh yeah. Solo work is definitely necessary. It's like, it's like being alone. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta have your alone time. Mm -hmm. So I compare it to that. I gotta have my alone time in the studio. So, I mean, there's certain times where, you know, I'm not going to invite people to the studio just so I could just get in my own space and, Mm -hmm. um, and then it's kind of like a, like a hard reset. You know what I mean? Like when your computer's not working, you do like a hard reset and, um, and then it's just better from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Do you feel like, uh, do you find yourself kind of gravitating to, or well, here, let's do this. What's your writing process then? How does it differ when you're alone? When I'm alone, um, I would say I try my best to write everything ahead of time. That way it's more organized, especially if I'm paying for studio time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to utilize like let's every, say, every um, time. Let's kind of take the, the paying for studio time out of the equation, right? Like yeah. let's say you're you're working on stuff alone like maybe you've got some beats that jug sent you or something that you're that you've been listening to Mm -hmm. um but you're like you know in the home studio basically like what does it look like there when you know unlimited time unlimited uh kind of freedom in that realm yeah i mean i could spend as much time as i want on one track Mm -hmm. and not feel rushed it's a lot more of an intimate moment because you're with the people that you want to be with in a safe environment too so even if i'm alone i still got an engineer with me so but when it comes to the track, I have that track all to myself. I'm able to structure it however I want to. Um, yeah. And and then so with when you're alone or when you're writing something ahead of time, how are you kind of capturing and, and structuring the ideas? Yeah, so if I write ahead of time, I'll just have it on my notes, uh, either on my phone or I'll do pen and paper. Mm-hmm. It just depends how I feel. But I'm able to just really map everything out the way I want it and not have to worry about, oh, when when are they going to jump in? Uh, what part are they going to come in on? Or who's going to do the hook? Who's going to do the verse? Yada, yada. Uh, I'm able to just do exactly what I want to do on the track. Mm-hmm. It's cool, too, since I have somebody that I make make the music with when he makes the beats, does the production, everything. I can request the beat how I want it, too. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It's usually longer. It usually takes me longer to write when I'm by myself. I'm not gonna lie. Mm, interesting. Why do you yeah. Why do you think that is? I really don't know. I think it's just because I'm not really influenced by anything. Like if I'm just at my house writing, it, it's not the same as if I'm out and about doing stuff, mm. and then come back to the studio to write the song. It's a lot more natural and easier to flow. Is there anything that you'll do when you're alone? Like if you get writer's block or something like that. Is there anything that you try to do to to get ideas flowing? Yeah, so if I'm doing writer's block, yeah, if I got yeah, that happens a lot too. Yeah, if I got writer's block, 
just smoke some weed, uh, maybe pour up a little drink, go outside for a little bit, go on a walk or something, mm. work out. That's a nice way to like kind of, because you kind of kind of you kind of got to like not think about it too much, mm-hmm. because the more you think about having writer's block, it's like it's like falling in quicksand for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you like go for a walk or, or like work out or something like that, are you like? you know, in the gym, like with your phone, like taking notes down, or is it something where you'll go and then like come back and then, and then see what kind of comes out? Oh yeah. So basically I'll just, I'll listen to everything. That's just not me. Just kind of just like, just mm-hmm. kind of clear my headspace. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to listen to music when you're at the gym, for mm-hmm. real. but uh, just kind of separate myself from what I was working on. And then eventually something will come to me and I'll probably pull up my, uh, that track that I'm working on. Cause it's all on my phone. And just listen to it, and then I can write as I'm like, you know, working out and stuff, mm-hmm. like in between reps or something like that. You know? Gotcha, gotcha. So it's almost like a, um, like a moment of, kind of like a breakthrough where you'll you'll step away from it a little bit, and it's kind of in your head. You're listening to some other stuff, and it'll kind of come to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even at like my nine to five, if I'm like working, something will just come out of nowhere. I'll be inspired by something, mm-hmm. and then I'll just take the note, write it down, and then finish the rest of the song later. Mm-hmm. And then, so how do you when you get those? Um, ideas like at your day job or something when you're not um intentionally trying to write right like how mm-hmm. do you how do you capture those ideas well i mean obviously the answer is like taking a taking a note down your phone but like once mm-hmm. you've got those how are you like sifting through things like does everything get turned in or do you try and turn everything that you have into a full song or do you like sit on stuff and kind of come back to it later or what's that look like yeah shit i mean i'll sometimes if i get inspired by an idea it could just be like a metaphor or a bar. Mm-hmm. And I'll just write it in my notes, and I'll just have one note with just one line on it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I could just piece together a bunch of notes and put it on one song. There's a bunch of different ways I do it. Like I could just write one bar at a time, and then eventually I have a whole song if I put everything together mm-hmm. and just make it rhyme. <laughs> but it's all it, – so you have all like separate documents basically for, for each separate ideas, or how are, you, how are you kind of structuring it? Yeah, so like if I have – like if I have – if I have a beat, like I will do the flow first, so I'll kind of just mm, you know what I mean hum the flow, figure out the rhythm, yeah, 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 figure out the rhythm first, and then the words will come later. Sometimes the words come first, and then the you know if I get inspired, if I hear a beat that I really like, start with that one line that I wrote randomly one day, maybe mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. I'll start with that one line and just build off that. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So I always got something in my notes that's that I haven't used mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And you can use that to kind of like jumpstart the process almost. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is there anything that you've had, or well, I guess, first I'll ask, have you ever written anything like like a complete song or even like a complete verse or something without a beat in mind at all? Like, have you ever done anything that's like pure writing? For sure, yeah, for sure. Okay, and then yeah. so like with that, what does um, finding a beat for that look like and how does it, um, influence that written verse? Like, how does that written verse change once you find, like, an instrumental for it? Yeah, so, like, so when I, if I write something ahead of time without any beats or anything, I got to make sure that the BPM is going to match what I'm saying. Mm. So, you know, like I said, it helps that I have somebody that I make the beats with so I can kind of, like, say, mm, speed it up a little bit. All right, that works. And then if it's not 100% perfect on beat, uh, for the um, for the timing and everything, then what I'll do is I'll just change a couple words here and there just to make it flow better. Mm. But the the in general the idea itself is staying like pretty intact. Yeah, the idea itself gotcha. is still intact. It just might get morphed a little bit to uh, accommodate for the beat. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We've talked a little bit about your 
your process for like writing music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask this question a bit of a two part question here, but I guess first give, give us like a little bit of background on like your mother and kind of some of the, the artwork that she does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to know how some of the work that she does, or maybe some of the ideas that, um, that you grew up with your mom, you know, making art, like how did that kind of influence you? Yeah, so it kind of it made me feel like um could pursue whatever avenue I wanted to, no matter how creative or how crazy of an idea it was for real. Hmm. So I mean, I've always seen her do art, and uh, and as of recently, it was just a hobby. Now she's doing it professionally; she's making money off of it. It's awesome, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's that's a that's inspiring to me alone, and just uh, knowing that I have you know that's probably where I got my artistic creativity from is her because she's just constantly decorating her house to the point where she wants it to to be very festive and everything uh, no matter what's going on um she surrounds herself around good energies and stuff so it's pretty cool yeah and so i guess for for clarification partially for me and then partially for um whoever may be listening what like what are kind of the mediums that your mom works in yeah so she does pottery um she she also does like glass like flattening glass i don't know the correct term for it but She'll take a bottle, flatten it so that you can hang it on your wall. You know what I mean, sick. so it's like it's just flattening glass. Uh, she's got a kiln in a home studio herself. The home uh, studio, runs yeah, the home family. studio. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, she's got that. She does paintings as well. She pretty much does everything, man. Like except like digital stuff, but like mm-hmm. she'll you know everything is just like authentic art. It's pretty cool. Um, and then so like growing up, did you ever did you ever do any of that, or was it always kind of a different? Uh, different medium. Hell yeah! She actually still has every piece of art that I did in school. Hell yeah! <laughs> she Hell like yeah. kept all that shit, and framed it, and it's all in her house. <laughs> um, and then, so do you? I mean, do you do any of that now, or was it all just kind of when you were younger? It's kind of when I was younger. I was thinking about getting back into it because I'm trying to like you know find a way to be able to like produce cover art at a Hell yeah. at a better rate, a uh-huh, faster uh-huh. rate, so that I could drop more. So it, it would be cool if I got back into like drawing and stuff. I would. You know, I used to draw comic books and shit all the time. Hell yeah, like, hell make yeah. up my own stories and shit like that. Like it was pretty cool. No, you gotta dig up some of, get some of that old artwork from your mom and like yeah. build on that almost. Like, yeah. Um, and maybe that you can turn some of your old stuff into like cover art. That'd be sick. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I cool. might have to. Okay, and then, uh, um, so you said it was just primarily like like kind of hand drawing stuff. Yeah, I did hand drawings. I would do like like pastel work and stuff, and like different collages and stuff. I didn't do too much pottery or anything like that. I didn't really get into that, but yeah, mostly like drawing. Like I like to draw like like comic book characters like Spider-Man and shit. I used to draw mm-hmm. them all the time. Hell yeah. And like even got into anime and stuff, drawing Dragon Ball characters and shit like that. So yeah, it, it's just it was honestly just whatever I wanted to draw, I would draw mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. style that was. That's cool. Was there um did you ever take any any classes in school on it or was it all pretty like kind of self-taught? Nothing after high school, no. It wasn't anything like crazy. It, I was mainly just self-taught like Obviously, when I was a kid, my mom would get me into art, so she would like have me draw mm-hmm. stuff, and I would watch her draw. That's how I kind of learned how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got like the kind of a class from her, you know. What I mean, growing up, like mm-hmm. learning how to like structure things and uh, make shapes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then let's. I guess we'll kind of jump back to. Uh, we'll probably end up jumping around quite a bit. Like I said, no, yeah. no real cohesive structure or anything there. Yeah. But like, tell me a little bit about the kind of the studio being anywhere mentality like what what like advantages or creative differences do you feel like that kind of brings to the table versus um you know like you said having to like prepare a bunch of written material to go record it yeah i mean it's just i mean it's just 
in my opinion, it's just better. Like, like no matter what, like no matter how big I get, no matter how how big studios I can go to, I'm always gonna want to have a, a home studio mm-hmm. to go to. I'm always gonna have something that I could do like like that. Yeah. Okay. And then so to to get into some of like uh, kind of your artistic style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like I've noticed with some of your stuff, like each album kind of has a different, like it all feels very much like it's got your style, your blueprint on it. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's kind of a different, like a step in a different direction, or maybe like a different thing that you're working on. So like, how do you approach um, putting together like a song or or an album, either or? Yeah. Um, in determining like what uh, what side of you you're wanting to kind of show in some of the music. Yeah, yeah. So it'll just start with like I'll know when I'm recording for one. It's like seasons. It's like football seasons. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I know when I'm recording for this specific season, which is an album. I know that whatever I record during this period of time is going on this one project. Mm-hmm. So I I keep that same style for real. Not every song is going to sound the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but like I keep the same kind of vibe for it. I mean, so like this next project I'm working on, I've already done three tracks and they're all just rage songs. And it's just like, I didn't even try to do it. It's just, mm-hmm. it just, it just, it just happened that way. Yeah. Just kind of the, uh, yeah. the energy in the season. Exactly. Yeah. It's just whatever the energy is of that season. Yeah. Um, um, have you ever like, um, or I, I, I mean, I guess the answer is probably no, if you said it just going to happen that way. I was going to ask if like you've ever been in the middle of recording an album or something that you have a song kind of come out that just doesn't fit that at all like what do you what would you do with that yeah so uh, what i could do is i could either tuck it aside i have a big file that just a huge file that just says in the bag i just got <laughs> like a bunch of songs that i never drop and hopefully eventually they'll fit on something okay yeah how how often are you like kind of revisiting those uh those old ideas it's been a while actually i'm probably due for one I'd say probably like every six months or so I'll check it out and be like, all right, my music sounds better now. I might not even drop this ever, but maybe I'll drop like a like a throwaway tape or something like that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that you're like looking or listening for when you're when you're going through those files? First, the quality of sound, the quality of sound that from my record, shoot, quality of sound and each take that I do has gotten better mm-hmm. over time for sure. But yeah, I'm looking for the quality because I don't want to drop something that's low quality, especially right now, just because I'm trying to get out of that that underground vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, how do you like? <laughs> chill, chill. How do you uh, how do you think about your your kind of style or or brand? Is there anything? Are, are there any certain? directions that you're trying to um kind of go with or like stay in the in the area of of in terms of like energy or like i guess how are you experimenting with with your sound and like kind of shaping it from from project to project or even track to track yeah so um i just try to perfect it for real a lot of the times i'm just you know i fuck around and then i end up coming up with something like that's actually good mm-hmm. and i'm thinking that it's shitty in my head but when i you know come out of the studio and i see everybody bumping their heads i'm like all right bet all right mm-hmm. this is fun let's keep going uh, so yeah it just it just really depends for real um but what i'm looking for is just like is just perfection with the flow making sure there's nothing i messed up on i can't stumble my words every take has to be perfect um yeah things like that how like what do you do you feel like it's uh 
like what's the ratio look like of stuff that you go like ah that wasn't all that good and then you come out and everybody's like yo that was sick like what what is how frequently does that happen does that happen i'd probably say a third of the time i'm not i'm not feeling it at first uh-huh. but then i start to feel it more and then i listen to it more because i'm listening to my shit constantly mm-hmm. just it's like it's like I go back to football like watching film like mm-hmm. you know kind of listen to it pro- like all, all the time trying to pick out what you can improve on and shit mm-hmm. like that um do you are you noting down things that you're finding like that you're like oh i could have done this better like are you are you like physically taking notes on any of that stuff or is it all just kind of in your head yeah so a lot of times i'll put it in my notes i'll put the the track in my notes sometimes and then i'll just be like change this change that minute 142 do this yada yada that way you know i can make sure i hit every single point that i was feeling Hmm. okay um I feel like I had a follow-up question in there somewhere and then it, and then it went away. It's, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I'll just go on a bit of a, a bit of a rant here. It's interesting to hear the, uh, uh, the, the whole thing of like, Oh, you know, you weren't hearing it at first or you weren't feeling it at first and, and kind of noticing that other people, uh, do or like, or I, I don't even think that sentence made a whole lot of sense, but the, I, I guess the idea around, um, you know, sometimes you'll just come up with something and it'll kind of come out of thin air and like, mm-hmm. maybe you're not feeling it. Um, and kind of seeing how that develops into a, a more kind of refined, like finished piece of work. I've noticed that that's not a, like a super uncommon theme. I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. And I've like, I personally have been trying to just like make more shit. That's just like off the wall or like, whatever the fuck like i mean that's mm-hmm. kind of part of what this podcast is is yeah. like i just wanted to like do something different um yeah, yeah. and and get into some of that stuff i guess um is there anything is there anything that you've done that you have made to intentionally try and make something that you wouldn't like like just something that you're like let me see how far away from like traditional ideas you can go like what is <laughs> yeah for sure uh <laughs> it's funny because uh shout out joe <laughs> We were doing a track and we we just fucked around the whole time. It was just <laughs> it was just some bullshit. Like it was just funny shit. Like we weren't even saying anything that was like like good. Like it was just it was ass. But it was it was it was fun to do. And it was just like and at the end of it, he was just like, you know, it's important that we do things like that. Like you know, just to not take everything so seriously all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I really learned from him when he said that. That's cool. That's cool. Is that is that one in the bag or is that been no, that one's in the bag? It's in the it's in the recycle bin. No, I'm kidding. No, but Jugs definitely got some tracks that are like, I would say bribe material because it's just got a bunch of tracks where I'm just saying bullshit, and uh, just because I'm just I need to take a step away from like taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I want to get into like kind of some of your work ethic and like, um. Cause that's, that's something that like, and particularly both with you and Jug, like when we went to LA, mm-hmm. kind of the work rate that, that you guys were doing was, was something that stood out to me. And so how do you, that and something that I believe you said this to me forever ago was, oh, what was it? Sometimes rest is work. Um, mm-hmm. and I've, I've remembered that, but how yeah. do you approach, um, you know, periods of like being really active and working on a lot of stuff and then like kind of taking time away for yourself to like kind of recharge yeah yeah so i mean i could just put you in like a week of my life for real like i'll work this bullshit nine to five shout out to bullshit <laughs> nine to five shout, shout out to bullshit nine to five sometimes we got to do it but that's just fun and all my shit so that's a necessary part that i got to do mm-hmm. for now now you know i'll work five days a week a lot of times 
I'll go to Jugs, record, or I'll meet up with somebody else and record. I'm probably doing that like three days a week. And then when it comes to just like networking and meeting other people, I'm doing that, you know, whenever I can. So like, for example, if I, if I go record one day, if I record like a, a full week straight, um, I'm going to need a day or two to just be by myself and not talk to anybody and just kind of be in my own space, just chill at home. Uh, it's a good way to, to reset because if I don't get that rest, I'll be irritable. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You're, I mean, we can, we can edit and okay, cool. cut stuff. Cool. Um, but uh, where was, where were we? Oh, is it something that you kind of intentionally plan ahead or do you just kind of go like, oh, I need a break. I need to step away from a little bit. This is all very um, personal and selfish. This is all oh. shit that I'm trying to figure out. So I'm just picking your brain on, you. on what the fuck I should be doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do better every day for real. Um, definitely where I like, you know, farther than where I was like a year ago for sure. Like I'm able to like make my schedule work the way I needed to, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just depends. Like, if I'm really feeling like, damn, I've been doing way too much. I need to relax. I need to chill. Like, this is I'm doing too much. Then I then I will just you know stop everything and and take that time to myself because you know self care is is most important. You got to secure your own bag first. But um, but sometimes yeah, if I'm planning my schedule out, I'll be like, all right, you know, Monday through Friday, I got stuff going on every single day. Let me block off one day. That way, I can just have one day to myself. That way I can reset and be be 100% for the rest of the days, yeah. And then what are you, when you're doing those days, is there anything that you're doing to, uh, and then I'll let you know if I come oh, I got you. Yeah, that. So yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Cool. Um, but uh, um, I need to put some tape around that. The funny, funny aside is that we were, when we recorded what will be episode five with Scarlet Street, shout out Scarlet Street, uh, if you're listening and we know that you are i would i would assume that they're they're tuning in we they have this interface but like if this is the 2i2 they've got like the 18i20 or something mm-hmm. and we were trying to run five mics because we're in a fucking practice space for a band like there's enough mics we can we can get everybody a mic and it boiled down like we fucked with it for a while and it boiled down to like like a software issue or something like that we couldn't do it mm. but we spent a good we I watched Rob, their bassist, spend about 20 minutes um, with everybody being confused as to why it wasn't recording an input for us to just discover that the fucking mic was turned off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, hey, that happens. Yep, yep. But uh, I'll, I'll have to put, like, tape over those or something. But so, like, when you're doing those days, like, how do you keep yourself from from, like, working on shit? Like from slipping into like, oh, I've got an idea. Like, like, do you do you let yourself like jot those down? Do you go like I got a cold turkey, like can't can't touch any of this shit? Like, what's that? uh, What's that look like for you? Yeah, it never it never works out. I always get an idea and I always write something (laughs) for sure. Yeah, (laughs) it it doesn't work out. But that's that's fine. I mean, it's not like it's not like writing is like hard work for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 something that I need to do. It's Mm -hmm. it's like writing in my diary for real. Like I need Mm -hmm. to do that shit. So I don't consider it work doing that. I don't consider it work, so it doesn't affect my off days. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's more of just kind of like, you know, I can't be in the studio. I can't be, you know, doing the more, you know, bunch of networking or like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's mainly just like going outside and interacting with people. I do have a lot of anxiety, so like Mm -hmm. I like to be by myself every so often. Uh For sure, yeah. uh yeah. It's Um, much needed. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I I feel that. Um, okay, and then so like, uh, uh, we're probably gonna take a little bit of another another non sequitur here. We're we're going all over the place, but um, as far as like you know, last time we we kind of hung out here for a little bit. You had mentioned you were doing more like live shows, trying to get out and and, and play a lot of stuff. How has like yeah, how has performing stuff live um, kind of shaped the way you, like, write or approach your songwriting at all? Yeah, that changed everything. Really? Real. Yeah, so so you, you, you met me when I was kind of, like, inside sticking to myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was to myself with Jug, just making music, kind of locked in the Batcave, for real. And when I started going out, meeting new people and doing shows... Uh, it was dope. Like I was able to like really realize like, all right, which songs get people moving? What songs make people react better? Uh, and then now I I make only songs that I know are gonna make people react good. When I record a song, I'm like, all right, how would this sound if I performed it? Mm. So I keep that in my back of my head too, and it makes everything better. Honestly, that was the best decision I ever made. Was just you know going out and doing more shows, no matter um, no matter how nervous you get, just do it. Cause yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. How has, like, what are, when you say, like, you're thinking about what it would be like to perform it live, what are, like, those things that you're you're thinking about or, like, looking for? Yeah, so, um you know, first, like, am I going to be able to project my voice in that tone the mm-hmm. best way? Also, like, you know, just making sure that everything's aligned properly to where I'm not going to be running out of breath. If I could perform it, then, you know, that's why when I record... I don't do a lot of punching in, punching out. I try mm-hmm. to do every like a verse in one take. I try to do a hook in one take. That way, I know I can, you know, I push myself to know that I can do it live as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and do you feel like that has, like, how do you feel like that shaped your um, your writing style? Like, have you shied away from certain things or like moved towards others just based on on kind of some of that criteria? Yeah, yeah, I'll try to, like, keep my voice as natural as possible now. That way mm-hmm. I can start to record without, you know, having, like, without any lyrics in there. So I can just record over instrumentals at a certain point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been taking practice, and, uh, you know, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then is there anything that you're, uh, you know, I guess in, in doing that, you're kind of getting a, a bit of a different understanding on, like, vocal tone and inflection and how kind of some of that stuff impacts your your music and your performance is there anything that you're doing like i know you mentioned keeping your voice kind of natural and i know that in in that moment you were probably referring to like you know using a bunch of auto-tune or something like that but Mm -hmm. like outside of just that have you has that gotten you to play with any sort of like weird vocal inflections or play around with like other ways of kind of manipulating your voice like just yourself you know outside of the realm of, of technology yeah yeah for sure like I, my delivery's definitely gotten a lot better i'm able to project my voice a lot better too uh, and just be louder overall which mm-hmm. is fine uh it, it would get to the point where you know if i was performing something that i made like three four years ago when i was just first starting it wouldn't sound good like the delivery wouldn't really sound good in, in mm-hmm. a live performance so i try to project my voice as much as i can when i actually record now just so i can you know it sounds sounds live Mm-hmm. Um, have I, I guess it sounds like maybe you you haven't performed some of that older stuff live, but like, have you ever thought about going and like re reworking older songs or like retooling older stuff so that they would work better live? And like, what would that 
what would that like look like? Like, what are the things maybe that you would be looking for to kind of to kind of fix there? To be honest with you, I don't like to go back and record stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you record something, that that's that's your moment to do mm-hmm. it. Like, I feel like if you go back to it, the moment's past. You got to get back into a certain pocket that you were in mm-hmm. when you first recorded it. I don't like to go back and record things. I like to go back and touch up stuff, but like I don't like to go back and re-record verses or mm-hmm. or um or do anything like that. If I were to have to do that, it would just be like little bits for real, mm-hmm. um, and then just perfecting it. But I say let that shit fly. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you be in the moment when you make your music and let it fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, so I guess kind of on that um on that line of thinking there, like what when you're when you're recording something or like when you're working on something, like how do you know um, when it feels done? Like what, like how do you, cause you've talked a couple of times about like trying to get things as like as good as they can be and like perfect, like whether it be like parts of your technique or, or certain things there, um, certain parts of your delivery. Like how do you know when you've reached like kind of the maximum good that a track can be? Yeah. You just kind of know, it's hard to sometimes it's hard to tell you can't get too picky there's moderation with everything for real because if you get too picky you're just gonna make the song worse Mm -hmm. sometimes you just gotta go with the first take that you did and that was the best one because you were in that moment so when it comes to that uh i would say you can you just know you just know when it's finished and you can't do too much or too little so Mm -hmm. you just gotta get right there in that sweet spot yeah and then so like if you're if it ends up being the first track right are you kind of like doing another take and listening to them both back or what do you Yeah, I'll try not to delete every take that I that I don't like just because, you know, it might end up being better than what you're trying to do before after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might have been the best take, you know, you just weren't feeling in that moment. So, yeah, I'll just mute the track, put it on a separate track and then uh, I could compare them later on. Mm-hmm. And then how long are you waiting to to compare those? Is it like, you know, right after a take or are you kind of giving it some time to stew and like wait a couple of days? Oh, it'd be right after a take. I try okay. to get a song done like at the session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really like to leave anything unfinished for real. It's done when you leave the booth. Yeah, it's done yeah. when I done when I leave the booth, fully mixed and mastered all that. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, we've run through. I feel like we've covered a ton of stuff. Go, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to dig into? Talk about anything like that? Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I'm dropping talk too cheap soon. You know, a lot more on the way for real. So you know. You know, just give me a follow. It's Impact Official, I M P A K O F F I C I A L. I was hoping I didn't spell that wrong. <laughs> yeah, <I'll, laughs> I think I got it. I'll be sure to uh, to get all the all the plugs and stuff up okay, front, cool, cool. Um, and and it'll be you oh, know. Oh, you got that? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that. I'll okay, do like okay. pre-recorded intro and okay, um, cool, cool, cool. Um, you know, have like on a YouTube video all the, all all the socials and stuff. Okay, um, cool. I want to talk real quick about Talk Too Cheap. Yeah. Uh, what you said it's it's dropping soon, so like it's. You're just kind of like finishing mixing and mastering or what, where, where is it in the state of the process? Yeah. I mean, I, I just got to finalize a couple tracks right now. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to go back and, and, and mix better, but yeah, it's pretty much done. I just have to get a cover art for it. Um, I was playing around with a couple of ideas just on my own, but hell yeah, you know, I want to get something nice for it for real. So I'm gonna make sure I get something more professionally done for it. Um, so really, I just need a fucking cover art for it. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't know why it's taking it. Sometimes I overthink the cover art, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes it's overthought, but um, um, that's pretty much all I need for it. Okay, and then so what was your, like, when you were talking about, like, seasons, right? Like, an album is a season. What was the season that, like, Talk Too Cheap was for you? 
it was it was grind season for real. I mean, I was I was going on trips, road trips here and there, barely you know, still broke as fuck going on road trips and shit, just trying to really trying to get my name out there. So it, it's all about grind season and the fact that my actions are going to speak louder than my words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An anthem of, uh, you know, being on the road, trying to trying to get in front of as many people as possible. Was Were yeah. you playing a lot of live shows during this time? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so after we left Nashville, I've taken, I mean, after we left to L.A., me and you, mm-hmm. I've taken a couple trips to Nashville, you know, trips to, to Cleveland, you know, things like that, um, and doing performances there too like out of out of state performances are pretty cool like i'm trying to get more involved with other people and having people hear me out me hearing them out chopping it up you know what i mean uh yeah and then what like was a lot of that recorded like on the road or was it you know here in the, in the home studio or like what's kind of the the kind of balance there shit a lot of a lot of a lot of the tracks that like i perform now were recorded at a home studio whether that was out of town, because we would just bring it with us. Uh-huh, we would exactly. have the studio in the car, and we would just drive it over there. Um, so we're not we're not wasting any time. Okay, sick. And then so just to to close it out, I'll give this will be the final question with the the kind of mobile on the go studio. What's the weirdest place you've ever recorded a track? <laughs> the weirdest place I've ever recorded and, a track. And what is the track? So that we can all then go <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> Shit, I'm about to think on this one. Give me one second. <laughs> Shit. Weirdest. So thumbing through, remember through on a pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a song called Through. Jug came over to my place, and I ain't having no desk or nothing for him to set up or nothing. So he literally just grabbed a bunch of fucking boxes, cardboard boxes, <laughs> and made a desk out of cardboard boxes. Set up his computer and everything, and then we just recorded. Just sitting on cardboard boxes and shit. <laughs> when I first moved in, that was it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, sick. Well, cool. That's. Uh, I mean, that's it. That's it. Wow, good job. You made it to the end. Thank you for listening this far into this podcast. I'm sure that's good for my engagement metrics or whatever the algorithm overlords are interested in. Check out the description for any show notes, links to the information about the guest or myself and this podcast, and. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Am I done recording these uh, intros and outros? I think I am. And, yeah, that's it. I don't really know what else to say, so I'm just going to leave it here.